This is Paul Lam, and you're listening to the Path of Just Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you unleash the beast from within so you can fearlessly pursue your own path and passion. Join me on this weekly journey filled with inspiring stories and actionable contents. Become a Path Hunter today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Path Hunters Podcast. Paul Lamb is in the house here. Hope you guys are all doing great today. You know, I really wanted to take the time and say thank you for all you amazing Path Hunters. It means a lot to me that you guys come back and show up every single week. It just means a lot. And honestly, I'm going to keep going at this and, and I don't intend to stop on this podcasting part of it. Um, I love it a bit, guys. Like It just means a lot to me that you guys do show up. Um, today, this episode, I have Cameron Mattis in the house here. He is the sales manager for Teachable. I really wanted to bring him onto the podcast because, you know, um, another great way is to become to location independent, to build your own business is to create online courses. And I recently joined into Teachable and using that to host my Instagram um, course and everything. And I thought it'd be a great idea to have him on to hear about his thoughts and his ideas on different arrays of like, you know, why Teachable, why other instead of other products or anything like that. And I thought it'd be a wonderful thing to to try it and to bring you this conversation because it, I care a lot about you know people taking action in their life, people going out and and being the best that they can be, and they have to do that by by one way or another. And I thought that you know creating an online course where people can teach other people about something amazing, something that they're interested in, something that will help in their business, or something like that that can utilize um, you know their talents and everything, and that allows them to generate another income so that way they can go in and build this lifestyle for themselves and everything. It all starts with a single step, right? So it's, I love that quote, you know, a journey of a thousand miles begin with a single step. And so guys, check out this episode today with Cameron Mattis. Ladies and gentlemen, Path Hunters, I have an awesome guest here today, Cameron Mattis in the house uh, from Teachable. And, uh, you know, it's I brought him on today to talk about, you know, a lot of different things that I'm personally going through myself, full disclosure. And and so how are you doing, Cameron? Um, Paul, I'm doing really well. Super excited to be on with you and happy to share some cool stuff with you and your audience today. I love it. Um, you know, I'll give you the you know the steering wheel for a little bit, and just because like uh, you know, I want to give you some time to talk about who you are, what you do, and for the audience, so that way they get to know a little bit about you. Sure, cool. Um, so I started at Teachable fresh out of college. You know, I was a brand new grad. Yeah. I, I went to art school, but I really wanted a, like a real job. Um, so I was looking around and I found Teachable, and I thought this this sounds really cool. At the time, though, it's it was called Fedora. Yeah, which I remember is, that. That good a name, <laughs> so I ended up changing it. But in any case, I started out on customer support. Um, so I really down in the trenches, like helping individual school owners, like get their courses online, educating them about you know what online courses are, why they should teach online courses, why Teachable is the right solution for them, etc. Um, and then as our company grew and grew, um, I started taking over more of the sales process. So I started leading webinars, started helping out with our enterprise clients. Um, and now I lead our sales and account management. So both the enterprise side as well as the consumer side with our webinars. Um, and I help out people once they're on the platform. So yeah. I do calls with people to ensure their success. So from all of this, what I've kind of learned is that there's a lot of ways to make money online, 
Um, but teaching online is one of the best ways to do that. And even if your goal isn't making money, if your goal is to build community engagement or just have really fantastic resources for a community or tribe, then online courses are really good for that too. So it's been fun. I've seen people teaching online things you would not believe, everything from like astrology to zoology uh, to calcium deficiency in goats. You'd yeah. be really surprised at the, at the online courses I've seen. Yeah. I love that because, you know, uh, you're right. Like I've been be- – prior to like, you know, I, I signed up to uh, Teachable myself and I love it because for but for a couple months before that, I was searching what would be the best platform. ClickFunnels was there and other like funnel, other like, you know, platforms as well too. But I, I, I jumped onto your webinar and I was like, I really love this because you guys made it so much easier to use. And, and and you were explaining as well too, like why was it so great to run an online course and have an online course? Like I said, like you said earlier, like if you want to build communities or you want to generate money, there's so many different ways. And and as you know, this podcast is tailored to people who are just creating, you know, going after that freedom, right? Betting on themselves and 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 for that. And I wanted to bring you on to talk about Teachable itself and talk about, you know, what kind of struggles and what kind of, um, you know obstacles that people get whenever they're building an online course yeah for sure i mean one of the reasons i mentioned online courses as kind of a good option is that traditionally most of the ways that you could you know build community or specifically drive revenue online really depended heavily on having a very very large audience yeah. so for youtubing um we've we see youtubers with you know hundreds of thousands of subscribers making just like a normal day-to-day income from their ads yeah. because even hundreds of thousands of subscribers and millions of views that might still end up to like, you know, monthly income of a couple thousand dollars from ads. Yeah. So they have to go out and do other things in order to monetize, you know, what's what's a really large brand. Um, but with online courses, we've seen people successfully monetize what we'll call small passionate communities. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you have like an audience of millions. Sometimes it's better if you just have an audience of like, you know, one or 2000 folks, um, but they're really passionate about what you do, which yeah. means that a good amount of them are going to buy your $300 course about your topic. It's a lot easier to monetize when you can build that kind of relationship. Yeah, 100%. I love that. And and it's it's a wonder – like I said, I, I swear by Teachable now because I saw like Pat Flynn was like promoting it too. And I was like – I just love like how, how you guys take care of, of the newbies that comes through, right? Yeah. We've got we've got these two kind of people who, who two kind of types of people who come to us. You've got folks like Pat Flynn who already have like a really big audience and they're looking for a way to you know just monetize their audience more, engage with their audience more, deliver a new type of content to them. And then you have folks who are might be new to the online entrepreneur space. Me, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> people who might be new to the online entrepreneur space, but they're realizing that hey. I can be an online entrepreneur without having to build up an audience of 100,000 people. I can be an online entrepreneur, you know, teaching teaching a course, like a targeted, passionate niche. And that's actually going to be something that will allow me to scale out my business starting in day one. Yeah. And it's true. And like I said, like the best, the best, my most favorite part is that you guys teach all that as well to even email growth and everything. I'm curious now that because like it feels like you guys basically covered all your bases you know, was do you guys ever come over like with any like sorry like any encounter any struggles that people tend to message you guys about or anything that 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 gets in the way? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not gonna lie, the biggest struggle people have is marketing. You know, there are plenty of people out there with like a great course content, like a great course idea, 
and they might even have, you know, they put they put together a full course before they even like try talking to people about like, hey, when you buy this or not. They have like a, a good course idea, but they're not ready to market it yet. They haven't gone through the steps necessary to do that yet. Yeah. So that's definitely that's definitely a struggle. Is like, hey, you know, how do I get this actually out in front of the world? So there are a few things that we that we recommend. Um, the first thing is don't start by building like a giant five hundred dollar course. Start by building like a free mini course about your topic. That's mm-hmm. actually a really good way to gauge people's interests, and yeah. it's a good way to build your email list and your and your kind of tribe as well. Because the way it works is when someone signs up for your free mini course, well then they're that much more likely to sign up for your paid course down the line. Yeah. So if a couple hundred people go through your mini course. Well, that might indicate that might be like ten or fifteen people who are going to spend two hundred dollars for your paid course, and all of a sudden, wait, I've got a four thousand dollar launch. Um, so it's it's really kind of tough to 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 think of it like, hey, I have to start out. Well, how do I get this audience of millions? But if you like slow down, focus a little bit, start with a free mini course. We find that that's a really good way to start it out. And then one other thing we suggest is when you're ready to try doing like your your launch. It's great to find someone to do an affiliate, like an affiliate um, promotion with you. Uh. So you have a really great course on a topic, and you see that there is like someone in that space who might have an audience already, but they're not selling a course to them. Um, it's great. It's often really profitable to approach them and say, "Hey, I have this really good course. People have been going through this other version of it. They've said this, this, and this, and then you show some positive testimonials from your mini course. And I'd like to work with you. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to present this to your audience, and I'd like to set up, you know, a fifty-fifty revenue, sh- a fifty-fifty revenue um, share with you. Mm-hmm. So Teachable can do all of this built in. We have like our own built-in affiliate system. Um, so that's something we recommend people do is take advantage of that. And I love that. And I love that. That that's part of like the reason why i'm sold and love teachable because like i said like all you guys all this is integrated into it payment systems everything's all in place is literally like i think i think the other day i think i was like setting up the sales page and and there was a button that all you click and and then the feature was already available i think i don't know what it was but it was just that simple i'm trying to say yeah i mean the the thing is that there's kind of like (laughs) there's kind of like low bar before teachable in the space so what i mean by that is like Teachable is technically what we call an LMS or learning management system. Yeah. And but we're an LMS for people who don't know what an LMS is. Like people who have used an LMS, that's probably something like in college, if you ever used Blackboard or something like that, one of these terrible, like giant pieces of software where you had to submit a paper and it was hanging for five minutes and then your professor said, Hey, I couldn't download your PDF because it was messed up or whatever. That's the kind of system that people were, were using before Teachable. It was like these big LMS things. So he wanted to say, Hey, what if you could teach your own online courses? You could just set it up yourself. You didn't have to like pay an administrator to set it up. It was like affordable, um, like teachable. Most people pay us like ninety nine dollars a month, and that's for unlimited everything. Yeah. So we wanted to really kind of disrupt the market and kind of break open this LMS space into something that's really accessible for you know consumers. We're ready to take this kind of powerful opportunity to monetize and grow their brands. I love that. I'm curious though, and I'll give you full permission to talk about. Like I'm talking about, um, you know, about my course and what I'm building right now because, like, I've been so passionate about it. I've been spending a, a large amount of time on Instagram. I've been playing around ever since, we, even before it was bought by Facebook. So I decided to build a course on Instagram. But I was telling you off record a little bit. I made a few mistakes because I took the some of the some of the courses that was available, the profitable teacher, and. You know, one of it was that uh, I'm curious, do you need to essentially have that f- small free course or is it okay to go build this course now and then market it afterwards? 
So I'll say that even for people with big audiences, it would make sense, at least for me, to start out with a free course. Okay. I've never heard someone regret it, is okay. what I'll say. I've heard plenty of people regret jumping straight to like the big paid course, but I've never heard anyone regret saying, hey, I actually started out, I did this experimenting, I okay. tried out free mini course i you know my audience tested it to see what they liked even pat flynn like you were mentioning before like audience of hundreds of thousands of people he makes a very sub substantial income selling things online um he started off with a free course that went along with a book he published mm -hmm. so that was the way that he got his audience into the system and so he, he had a he had a book which is a new york times bestseller um it's called will it fly and then he book. yeah and then he had a, a companion course that went along with it so people would take this course for free um, you know, so that's how he ironed out any kinks in the system, found out what was working and engaging his users, what wasn't working, et cetera. And from there has now, um, started selling courses. Mm -hmm. So because he has this big audience, he actually has a great thing that he does, which is scarcity. So I think that the most recent course he sold, he was like 150 seats and it was a couple hundred dollars. And after the first took it took like an hour or so for those 150 seats to sell out, then you just close the course, um, because he can do that again. He could have left it open and had like a much bigger launch, but he wanted to start out by having a smaller community going through the course in a targeted way um, so that he could, you know, talk to them, learn from them, get testimonials from them, use their experiences to improve the course, and then potentially do a more kind of unlimited launch later on. Yeah. I love Pat. Good. Pat's the man, I swear. I love it. I'm curious. Great content. Sorry? Great content. We agree. Yeah, I know. Um, what kind of like marketing techniques do you see typically afterwards when, you know, when the course is all built free mini course and, you know, do you see, well, you obviously see everything, but like, it's like, do you see people prominently using ads or people using, you know, their email list or whatever it is? Of course. Yeah. So the main thing I'll say is that we found that, again, we've looked at thousands and thousands and thousands of schools, talked to tons of creators. Yeah. We yeah. found like the best way to actually sell the course is to an email list. So everything else that we've found, the best purpose of it is to build the email list. So Facebook ads we found are hugely effective. They're enormously effective in two ways. First, if someone has like created an account, but they actually but they didn't actually buy, like if, if they were visiting like your, your course of sales page but they didn't buy, retargeting that audience can be a good use of ad spend. But that's that's honestly a little bit advanced to get started. Um, so the main thing that we see people using ads for that really works really well um, is to drive traffic to the newsletter. So like they use the ads to build up people on their email list and then they market the paid course to their email list. So typically the ad will be, you know, hey, like we have this incredible like free mini course on how to do X thing. And so they'll sign up for that and oh, sign up yeah. for really high because it's free. Um, and then once you have people in your email list from signing up to the course, then you market the paid course to them. So that's a strategy that people like often don't think about. They're like, hey, what's going on? I'm sending these Facebook ads to the sales page for my $500 course and no one's buying. It's like, duh, yeah, that's cold traffic. You have to warm them up. Yeah. When you're selling a premium priced product like this, and by the way, I'll go, I'll go into this more, but we really do recommend price your courses above $99. So I'll go into that for more in just a sec. Um, so we have people saying like, hey, I'm sending all this traffic to my $500 course and like I only have one person buying out of 10,000 people entering it. Yes, that's because it's cold traffic. Yeah. So get them into your list, build a relationship with them, and once you have a relationship with them, then they're ready to you know get value by buying your course. You know they get more value from it, and you get more value from it. Yeah, I love that. 
and it makes sense too because like this this is what this entails right something about like you know relationship building is so important because like you would never want to sell anybody a car right away with that you know when you just met them it's kind of like you want to shop around you want to talk to the person talk to the sales feel them up a little bit and and then buy a car for, i guess that's, that's such a bad example i just <laughs> no i mean but it, it makes sense it, it's, it's it's rare that you'll have someone who's like ready to just walk right in and yeah. you know, make a big purchase yeah they're nice it's nice when it happens um but if your business is focused around that you're gonna have a tough time yeah but what I, what what I see see the most is like basically network building, relationship building is hundred percent key. And I'm curious because like I wanted to ask you this question as well too. But you mentioned it a little bit. You know, pricing it more than ninety nine dollars. So like actually, I actually was gonna price mine at ninety nine dollars. But well, ninety nine dollars is where I started. Yeah, okay, okay, so yeah. I'll say ninety nine is a floor, and ninety nine has a nice psychological effect. Okay. Um, and by the way, for the people out there who are like agonizing between like ninety nine dollars, ninety nine ninety nine, ninety seven dollars, ninety seven um, again, we've looked at all the data. There's basically no difference, whether it's 99, 97, whatever. Um, if just, just set it to 99 and forget it. If you're spending, you're spending way too much time figuring out the last digits than spending less too much, too little time on your content. That's me. <laughs> In any case. Um, so one of the things that we see is that premium pricing works and it, it premium pricing works in, in a few ways. So when I first started Teachable, I thought that all the courses were going to be like $5, $10, $15. Cause that's what I saw on like marketplaces like Udemy or like there was a giant marketplace. Everything was discounted down 95%, $10. So that's, that, that's how you made money by like selling tens of thousands of, you know, $10 courses. But what we found is actually people get much better results. And it's, it's easier to do this when you have a more premium product, let's say at the 99 to $300 level, you can sell it in a targeted direct way to an audience that is more passionate about it. And, and a few things happen when you do this. Um, first of all, it becomes way easier to hit your income goals. Okay. So if your income goal is like $3,000 in a month, if you have you know a $20 product, you have to sell 150 of those. You have to sell five of those products a day. Five people a day have to buy it. That's a lot. Whereas if you have, you know, um, a $200 course, that's one person every two days. It's just a couple of people a week. That's, that's something that you can do just by talking to people on the phone is getting a couple of people a week to buy a $200 product. So it becomes easier to hit your income goals. Second, the people are actually going to have a better experience. What we found is like when you're spending $10 on a course, you're going to put in $10 worth of effort. So the people who are spending a couple hundred dollars they're going to put in a couple hundred dollars worth of effort. They're going to put in more effort. They're going to get more out of the course. They're going to have a better experience with it. And when they have a better experience with it, they're going to leave nice testimonials for you. They're going to engage more with your content. They're going to get more value out of it. And at the end of the day, that's what's important. So it delivers more value to your users, um, which is to say the best customers are self-selecting. Yeah. And um, it becomes a lot easier to hit your income goals because you have to make way fewer sales. Yeah. Now, look, there's exceptions to every rule. You know your audience better than we do. Um, so if your audience is entirely like broke college kids, you know, maybe don't sell them like the $300 course. But even if your audience is broke college kids or people in a country with like a lower standard of living and lower prices, um, price toward the premium end of your market. So if there's, if, again, if you're marketing to people in Bangladesh where things are typically cheaper, then $300 might be a lot. But do something towards the top end of the price point for the Bangladeshi market because you want to be seen, again, even if your space is like a smaller one or a lower one in the market, 
Um, you want to be seen as a more premium product within your space. I love that. Uh, and it makes sense hundred percent because that, that changed my perspective on that because, and the other flip side is like you want them to take your course and, and get value out of it. And I know that I know that it comes with a price tag now. Um, you know, I, I, I personally do it myself. You know, there's something about, I bought a $7 course one day because I wanted to learn how to travel to Thailand. I didn't, I went through it in a day and that's it. I never looked at it ever again. Yeah. I mean, and then you, and it's kind of surprising that you went through it. Like, honestly, uh, <laughs> I mean that in a good way. Yeah. But like I, I know that there, this, this happens for me, you know, I'll buy a book on sale and still on my bookshelf. I haven't opened it or this happens. Um, I, I'll, I play some video games on steam. Yeah. So whenever there's like a steam sale and I, you know, buy something for $5, like, Oh, I'll get around for playing that. It's still sitting there unplayed, like me three too. years later, you know, it, it this, this is the kind of stuff that happens. Whereas I have never bought something at full price and then, you know, not engaged with it. When I buy something at full price, that's something that I'm going to engage with. Something I care about. It's self-selecting in that sense. Yeah. hundred percent. It's so true. And there's something about like having like the two or $300 or five or a thousand dollar course. You're like, damn, yeah, I paid this much. I kind of need to get it. Yeah. So, so you're right. You're right. And I, I agree with that. And I didn't know that until teachable offered the resources and like, you know, like I said, like I'm selling this up big time because like I said, I believe in Teachable now ever since I met you and, and, and just like learning about, you know, what Teachable compared to other companies had. I was like, you know, it's an, it was no brainer for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 a, it's pretty exciting, the opportunity that it represents. I love it. What's, uh, what's, what's been, I guess, like, you know, for people who, who are looking into Teachable and they want to sign up and everything, what, what I guess, like the success rates have you seen a, like you know what it is the things that people kind of drop off for or, or i guess the, hopefully you understand oh. that question <laughs> doing a lot of i i understand where you're coming from here so i we've been doing a lot of research about this internally yeah. trying to figure like hey what we can do to make our users more successful what are some signs that people aren't succeeding etc yeah and here's some actually interesting stuff that we've learned which is the people who make money they almost always make money in the first six months we find that if you don't make money in the first six months from like when you you know start building your course, then you're much, much less likely to make money after that. There are very few people who are like, um, and what I think that means is like the people who haven't actually finished getting it built, who haven't launched, who haven't put in the time after six months to get it off the ground, it's not their main focus. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but this Teachable, we're not going to pretend like Teachable is something you create a course and you forget about it and all of a sudden you're a millionaire. You have to put in work and you have to put in effort. Yeah. So and maybe that's what it indicates is that people who haven't been willing to do that within six months um, are probably not going to end up being successful on the platform. So you have to be in a place where you can kind of commit to doing some work yeah. within the next couple of months. I don't recommend signing up for Teachable and saying like, hey, I'm going to get around to this eventually. Teachable is something that you should commit to only when you're actually going to use it. We don't want to be, you know, taking your money if you're not going to be using the service. We're not your cable company. 100%. <laughs> I love that. No, 100% because like I, that's what happened to me. Right? I, I signed up with you guys and it's been about three weeks since last when I was on the, the webinar. And, and I created the whole course. I, I told you off record, but I, I did a bunch of mistakes that I learned from, you know, the resources that you guys offer for free. And I was like, okay, I need to go back and chop up and make it shorter, four to eight minute videos instead of one hour. Modules need to change and everything, all this. But it was so cool because like the value you get out of Teachable far exceeds the monthly premium of like, you know, $99 a month. Yeah. I mean, so Teachable offers a lot. So typically we'll replace three or four services that people are paying for. 
Um, so, you know, we'll pay, we'll replace people's Vimeo pro subscription. We'll, we'll replace their, um, we'll replace their subscription to like a checkout service. We'll replace their subscription to, you know, uh, their, like their WordPress installation. So there's a lot of stuff we tend to replace in when our cost comes from. Mm-hmm. On average, how long do you, do you see courses being built after once it's like, you know, once they sign up with you guys? Um, so typically we find it takes people within about one to two months on average to launch their course, to go from account sign up to actually, you know, making their first sale or enrollment from their course. Oh, so cool. So cool. I love that. Cameron, like it, it's so exciting. And, and what's cool about Teachable as well too, like you get to have all the benefits for when it changes as well too. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice thing about, so where our business model is with S, SaaS, S-A-A-S, software as a service, as they say it. But in any case, um, the nice thing about that is you're basically getting access to always the newest version. It's not something where you have to, it's not like a college textbook. You have to buy a new edition every year. You get the newest version all the time. When you push out a change, it goes out instantly. It's a kind of nice business model. Everyone has the newest product all the time. Yeah. I love that. Oh, you've given me so much value. And like I said, like, um, you know, I kind of want to touch base on like marketing as well too. Have you seen what, what do most like people who create online courses, what do they do afterwards once they're, you know, the course is up and running? Do they continue to build up more and add more courses or what do they typically do afterwards? So they'll definitely build out uh, a couple of courses. I find we, I find most people don't like devote their energy to building out like hundreds of courses, but rather they'll have a few that they focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, so for instance, uh, Melissa Griffin, who's like a really successful course creator, she has a few that she'll cycle through between launches. So she has one called like Pinfinite Growth, for instance, which is about Pinterest marketing. Yeah. So Pinfinite Growth will have its own launch schedule, as will her other courses about, you know, list building, about creating funnels, etc. So everything will be kind of on its own schedule. So we'd see people to build out like a couple of courses, um, you know, that complement each other. Yeah. Also they'll have people the ability to bundle them together so they can buy them all for like a discounted price. Um, but from there, they'd start getting into like a regular sequence of launches, um, and then they start finding ways to um, build out services from there. So, hey, you know, if you like this course, you might also want to join the $50 a month membership where you'll get access to, um, you know, this private Facebook group and you'll get access to this resource and this resource and this resource. I love that. What about titles? Do you think titles attribute to a lot of, you know, the success of the course or no? The name of the course. Um, the name of the course? I mean... Yes, in that like I think a bad name can sink it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's hard for me to say like the success of this course is really due to the name. Yeah. Um, I, the I I know this is a cheesy line, but content is king. It is. What's in the course kind of is going to matter a lot more than what you call it. Yeah. Because like the first, I think I think going into the first module of the profitable teacher, the first thing that was said was that you're not gonna get you know the title that's saying like you know instagram 101 is not going to do well as like you know wham bam graham kind of style right so <laughs> yeah i mean there's definitely like something to be said for you know standing out a little bit yeah uh, so you know the the beginner's guide to instagram is you know maybe not the best um but something that kind of walks you through like the transformation that you're going to get yeah. so you know how to grow your list following within 30 days something like that um, ideally with more specifics so that maybe it wasn't the best example. Um, but really something that makes them understand like, this is what I'm actually going to get out of it. Oh, okay. 
Shifting gears a little bit, I'm curious about anything that, like, you know, any passions or any, like, projects that you've been working on that you've been particularly, personally, you know. Yes, that's something I'm really passionate about. Um, We've been seeing people use Teachable for things beyond just courses, and that's something I want to see more of. So one great example is event ticketing especially for conferences. Ooh. So think of it like this. So if you sell, you know, if you're a blogger and you have a course about how to become a successful blogger, you might also, you know, run an in-person event or even a conference um, about, about the topic. So an example I'll use is, is uh, would, be, would be FinCon, for instance. Um, they're like, do financial, they do financial literacy. There's a conference about it. So typically when you sign up for a conference, you pay for a conference, um, you, when you go to the door, they just check your name off the list. There's not like any, you know, you don't actually get a ticket or have to do any of this stuff. So it's pretty easy. Now, when I saw this, I realized, hey, um, actually, if you have a course business and you also, you know, sell tickets to your conferences, you can do them both through Teachable. And that means you can upsell them together. So if you buy the course, you can get a discount on the conference. If you buy the conference, you can get a discount on the course. The affiliates who are driving traffic to your courses can also drive it like a, a traffic to your conferences. Oh my God. And it all works together. Yeah. So this is something I'm really excited about is getting people to do more and more of this. Like teach, realize that Teachable is, you know, it's a great course platform and that's our main core focus. But it also fits all sorts of business models outside of it too. It's pretty exciting. That is exciting, and I never thought of it that way because like you can always still use it to sell like upsell your books, upsell yeah. you know different I'm, things. One of our one of our big customers they they're they're a publisher. You know they they have these courses. They they these are on religious topics. They're like a prominent religious publisher. Yeah. So they have got courses all about you know spirituality and religion and stuff like that. Yeah. And they also have hundreds of eBooks which they were selling separately on Shopify. But they realize it'll make a lot more sense to move those over to Teachable because that means that they'll be able to use the ebooks to sell their courses. They'll be able to sell their courses and it'll include the free ebook. They'll, they're just able to kind of, I know this is such a businessy word, they'll be able to synergize a lot easier when all their, to- when all their um, content is in one place. So it's been kind of exciting to see this happen. Whoa, that is, that is exciting. I never even thought of it like that. Because like you can always like you know dust off some of your old content as well too or your old uh, materials, that is awesome. Huh? That just gives me so much you know, so many ideas. Or, I know. Uh, as we speak, this is one of those things where it, it makes sense once you've been using the service for a while. It's like, hey, wait, I guess I could use it for something like that. Um, but it a lot of people don't necessarily notice it, probably because we don't market ourselves as like an e-ticketing provider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when you think about it in that way, it kind of opens up the possibilities. Hundred percent. Wow. Appreciate that. That's awesome. What's um, what's been a struggle, you know, in terms of Teachable, like you know, for you being well, I guess like working at Teachable and stuff. Hmm. Well, so it's always been kind of hard um, for us to figure out like what is going to be the best way for us to ultimately scale this business. You know, right now we're like we're like a really good business. We raised we raised money. Uh, we raised a Series A um, at like a valuation of forty million dollars, which is great. But then how are we going to raise like a series B at like a valuation of, you know, a hundred million dollars? How are we going to, you know, eventually like go public or whatever? And as a billion dollar company, how, what, what's the path to growth? Um, like, how are we going to do this? So at first we were like individually targeting specific people, trying to get them on the platform. Now we're, you know, becoming the platform of choice. So people just come to us because they've heard of us from, you know, Pat Flynn or someone else. They've seen courses on us. And now we're thinking, okay, so like, how are we going to move beyond this? How are we going to move beyond, you know, a platform just for people teaching courses online? Something that basically we want to be the platform for anyone who wants to distribute their knowledge online, whether it's in courses, whether, um, whether you're selling eBooks, whether you're selling event tickets, 
if you want to distribute your knowledge, Teachable should be the place for you. So we want to figure out how we're going to become the platform for that. Um, so we're working on some cool stuff under the hood, yes. um, including, I'll, this is like a little sneak, sneak peek, we're, we're working on a way um, for affiliates to be able to like sell things across schools. So like as an affiliate, you'd be able to come to Teachable and find things to sell. That way, you know, people who have an audience but they don't necessarily have a course, they would be able to make money from Teachable as well. So that's something that we're interested in right now is making it easier for school owners and affiliates to connect with each other. Um, because like I said, affiliate marketing is a great way to sell online courses. That's amazing. That's like that's similar to like almost uh, – that's awesome because – but how would you determine that? How would you – like I guess like we're, yeah, under the hood, right? Yeah, yeah. How are we going to do this? But right now the goal yeah. is just make it easier for school owners to find affiliates yeah. okay. and vice versa. Cool. Oh, that is that is awesome, actually, because like it helps both ends on top of like, you know, providing the, te- the you know, still selling the part of like Teachable as well, too. So they could possibly and potentially convert as well too to Teachable. That's amazing. I love you. I love I love this. I love this. How you guys like I, I can totally nerd out and geek out on this because it gets it gets really yeah, exciting. It's, it's exciting stuff. I mean, it's been you know, when I when I joined, I was employee number 12. And now we're almost at 70. Um, so it's we, we really got in on the ground floor of a market that's really exploding. So we're just trying to figure out what's the best way for us to keep this market growing, um, as well as grow our place in it. In terms of the future a little bit in general of online courses, because like I feel like there is you're right, like there is like, um, an array of of courses on everything zoology like you said on everything but the thing is like is there a, a point where we could possibly get you know we could plateau hmm. well what i'll say is this um i i'm definitely not one of those people who is like yes online education is going to replace elementary school kindergarten middle school high school college whatever everyone's just going to like learn everything online they're always going to learn yeah. i think there's always going to be a place for regular school and regular college yeah. you know community college yeah. you know advanced degrees phds medical school etc i don't want a doctor who got their medical degree online i don't think you do either yeah um so i think there's always going to be a place for traditional school so i'm not going to give you the answer of like online education is going to take over everything <laughs> um i think that ongoing education is going to start to become a much bigger thing so I think that people being able to retrain, learn new topics, learn new skills um, is going to keep on growing, whether they're doing that for work and work is paying for them to learn or whether because, you know, they're trying to find something new that they want to something new that they want to um, like become proficient in, whether prefer, whether for personal or professional reasons. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to start like keep on growing in that sense. Um, so instead of, you know, right now, if you wanted to, a couple of years ago, if you wanted to become a better writer, you'd have to find a local writer's workshop. You would have to, you know, sign up for, you know, uh, if you didn't want to do something local in person, you'd have to do like a correspondence course. It would just be kind of a pain. But now there, you could find online courses about how to become a better writer. And even better than that, um, you, if you're a good writer yourself, it'll be easy for you to start teaching others. So we see this, we see a kind of more collaborative future where knowledge is maybe a little bit more democratized, more available, um, and kind of it's clear where you can get something. So mm-hmm. if you want to learn how to become a writer, well, of course, you might take a course from one of these amazing writers. And uh, well, of course, they would have courses. Why wouldn't they? You know, because they want to spread their knowledge. And if you want to teach something yourself, well, of course, you'll just go to Teachable. You'll just build a course. It just makes sense. I just said the word course about a billion times. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's just my job. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I love that. Um, I'm curious to know also, besides like you know, 
shifting the topic a little bit uh, on building an email list even though you 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 teach you guys teach that as well too even though you don't have an email list you you teach people how to grow an email list i'm curious if there's any other ways of marketing that your course as well too besides an email list because like in terms i'm a crappy writer uh, that's why that's why i want to ask because i'm a crappy writer like and i have i have a very small email list of 150 people and just 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 I'm a crappy writer. <laughs> I, I understand that. Um, so the ones we re- that we'd recommend is, is webinars. Um, oh. So webinars, like, you know, kind of what we're doing right now, except yeah. for a big audience. So just being able to speak to an audience live, tell them about your topic, give them a little taste of what, of what they, they're going to learn. Yeah. And, you know, you're able to sell them on it. Um, so the question is, though, how are you, you going to get people into that webinar? Um, so if it's a free webinar, like people are attending for free, you can do ads, you can do a joint ventures or affiliates, um, you can send it to an email list. Um, but I would, I would say that webinars are also a very good idea. Um, we do webinars ourselves at Teachable because we make money from them. People buy things on webinars because they have a chance to talk live, ask you questions, um, they see something like for themselves without it being pre-recorded. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and, and it's live. And like I said, you just ask them questions, which is a key component because that's what I did with you guys personally myself. And then I just – you guys answered all those questions and I just went right away. So I appreciate that. So yeah. I never thought of it that way. But Cameron, I you know what? Like I, I love this conversation. I appreciate you so much for this. Um, I'm going to ask you a few more questions. I'm going to wrap things up because I want to be respectful of your time and everything. But uh, honestly, thank you so much for just jumping onto the podcast with me. Keep doing what you're doing because, like I said, like I see your webinars all the time. Jump on, you drop all these knowledge, and and continue what you're doing because, like, it's been. I love Teachable, and I'm a huge fan of them. And yeah, everything is Teachable. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. For those people who just want to ask you questions or, or reach out to you or, or touch base with you or anything like that, where do you usually ha- hang on online? Sure. So um, for people who want to like ask questions about Teachable, um, I'd really recommend that you actually um, that you really join uh, one of our webinars. Yeah. So I'll I'll give you information after this for you to pass along to your audience, like the links for stuff like that. Um, but the other thing I'd say is you can shoot us emails at any time. Just shoot us an email support at teachable.com okay. or just read through our blog, um, like blog.teachable.com. There's tons of resources there. Perfect. I'll link that all in the show notes page as well too. That way they can reach out to you. Definitely join into the webinars, guys, because like I said, like, you know, you, if you have any questions or, or, or if you're pondering with other platforms as well too, just ask and, and jump on. And I should have mentioned, I'll be, there's going to be a, like a special offer for for your audience. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll connect with more details about that, uh, and you'll be able to follow up with your audience, um, like in you know the description of this podcast or how. Sweet, I love it. I love it. I appreciate you for that. Um, this is called the Path Hunters Podcast. So when you hear the term Path Hunters, what comes to mind? Ooh, um, so I'm thinking of people who kind of are like have the drive to you know go their own way like or are pursuing entrepreneurship and are looking you know for example like the path for them to go down so they're they're in the process of you know determining like where should i direct my drive what's going to be the best way for me to determine my own future i love that and uh you know you're in new york right now right we were just talking about the weather how how crappy it was but (laughs) um new york city i know toronto but uh it's it's crazy imagine you're in a, a busy street in new york and it's always busy but you have a cardboard sign or and you're able to write one message or advice to impact all these people's lives in a positive way what kind of message or advice would it be and why Ooh, that's a good one i've never actually thought about that 
Um, I think I'd I think I'd try to do something funny because yeah. I think that you know you, you you see so many kind of inspirational quotes every day, but it's kind of rare that you. But it's kind of rare for me that an inspirational quote really changes my life. Often I find the things that you know make me think are the things that make me laugh a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would do something like that. I, I I don't know exactly what I'm going to write on it, but I, I know that what I would write would have the goal of making you laugh because laughter is just kind of at the end of the day a way of you recognizing the world and be like, you know what, hey, like there's something interesting going on here. I wanna, I wanna, this is this is kind of curious. I'm, this is this is weird, it's funny. Um, so it makes you realize something. So that's why I try to do. I try to make people laugh. Though exactly what I would do to, to do that, uh, what I would write, I don't know. It's kind of yeah. hard to do on the spot. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I love that. And 100% agree with you. There's so many quotes in the world like, you know, where it just doesn't really resonate anymore. It's kind of stagnant about that. But something like really gets you laughing, you kind of think about it for quite a while actually. So yeah. Appreciate that. Cameron, thank you so much for jumping to the podcast. It means a lot to me that you took the time to do this and, you know, and, and talk about Teachable and talk about yourself as well, too. And, and I, I appreciate you nothing but love for you for that. No problem, man. It was a pleasure coming on and talking to you. Have yourself a great one. Take care. Guys, that was Cameron in the house. Cameron, thank you so much for jumping onto the podcast. It means a lot to me that you did that. It was so cool. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to catch you guys on the flip side. And yeah, guys, I'll catch you guys next week on this Sunday as well too. So anyways, have yourself a great one and take care. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this podcast. You can always find me at pathhunters.com. Stay awesome and know that you can become a path hunter today.